Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Jason. And you're listening to, uh, what was this called again? Far From Home. A podcast about two Asian Canadians who moved pretty far from home. Oh, oh. my god. Okay, first of all, sorry about the cottage episode and the shitty audio that happened there. Yeah, I'd never recorded. I guess this is why they record with the same mic in like that makes one more setup. Sense. Like yeah. they don't use two different microphones. That makes more um, sense. But yeah, it was yeah, whatever. Bad audio. Well, well yeah, who cares about that? We we went through a lot. <laughs> we got some stories to tell. Oh my god. Life so where changing. do we start? Where do we Life start? Life changing. Well Life changing? No. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Don't know. Whatever. 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 Um, well, I guess, like, by the time that episode actually gets put on, it will already yeah. have been, like, a month since we recorded it. <laughs> and so who knows what this one will ever get up. But I guess we can No, say, I think we'll edit this. We're kind of, we're kind of bored. Yeah, we're bored for one reason. Yeah. Um, but we're currently in mid-January. And yeah. I guess, like, we, our adventures back in Canada went almost for me two months now and for you about eight weeks eight weeks ago so Wait, eight weeks four weeks what am i saying oh eight yeah. weeks is two months yeah so <laughs> i was gone for like eight weeks you were gone for like four weeks yeah. and and we're back in asia here we are what, when, when did you go back to tokyo i got back on sunday that does not help our listeners. I got back on Sunday. The I need a calendar. <laughs> I also need a calendar. Sunday the second. Wait, no. Sunday the I'm ninth. The ninth. <laughs> talking about. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And I arrived Tuesday at one a.m. Oh my god! Because I worked on the Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. They got back. Yeah. Anyways, where do we start? What a trip. How about we all go back to the very beginning, where it all started. Go back to the cottage or what? Sure. Actually, yeah, why don't we just like go through a timeline of what happened yeah. here. Yeah, that sounds, okay. that sounds good. You have um, your calendar open? Yeah. Okay, well, like, let's, let's do like a pre-cottage timeline first. Okay. My pre-cottage timeline was I went to the States, stayed there for a week, went back to Canada, Worked for another two or three weeks after that. Mm -hmm. um, that was just like sitting at home every day, pretty much. I think in those two or three weeks, I saw friends maybe twice. Um, two different sets of friends? Yeah, just like one friend. Um, okay. Like one-on-one -on -one hangout. Yeah. Um, I saw like our group of friends twice before cottage as well. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe three times, actually, because once was for your like returning dinner yeah, my arrival your arrival dinner <laughs> yeah then came the cottage and after that it's a bit of a blur <laughs> yeah yeah same here so my pre-cottage timeline was i got to toronto i ended up um quarantining by myself at a house just just in case for mm -hmm. about two days three days um basically it was right when omicron started Breaking out. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, yeah. they were like, oh, everyone that arrives in Canada, regardless, needs to be screened PCR for, for COVID. Um, whereas before, it was like a random sample size yeah. that they would select. And so, I don't know, maybe one out of 50 or something. Yeah. But but when I came back, it was like, oh, everyone has to do PCR. You got to 
quarantine for uh, until you get the results and then you're good to go. So I did that. I saw our friends once before the cottage and then I saw some family uh, maybe twice. Um, and then, yeah. Didn't it see. So um, if that cough wasn't uh, <laughs> representative of, any, of anything. So what happened was cottage ended. It was great. We had a lot of fun. And then the next day, some of us were not feeling so well. Yes. So um, the first night after the cottage, did were, were you feeling okay? I was just like really tired. Like the night we got back. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The night we got back. Yeah. I was just like exhausted. Yeah. Um, we didn't sleep then the next too day, much. How are you feeling? The next day I was just like feeling fatigued. Like I was like, I'm really tired. And oh. I was working again. And like the week before I was working a lot and I went back to working a lot. So I just thought, oh, I'm probably just like working too much. And that's why I'm feeling a bit sick. Yeah. Yeah. So that day, <sighs> mm-hmm. um, I had dinner with my girlfriend's family who, who was also at the cottage. And she messaged me saying, Hey Alex, I'm not, not feeling so well. Do you, can, can you bring a, a Repigen test? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I have a bunch from Singapore. I brought like 30 over. <laughs> wow. Disclaimer, 30 was probably not enough. I mean, the, the Repigen test shortage was insane in Canada. Yeah. Um, but anyways, my girlfriend wasn't feeling well. I, I, I went over that night. We did rapid gen tests. It came back negative. We were like, okay, let's go downstairs, eat dinner with your family. And then right now we're, we're okay. Next morning, I felt kind of shitty. And I was like, oh no. So I took another rapid gen test and yeah. I was negative. And I was like, I think I'm okay. I mean, maybe maybe my girlfriend just had a cold or something like yeah, we, non-COVID, wink, yeah. wink. Um, and, and, and pass it on to me. Um, and that day... My girlfriend and I went to a kind of like a weekend getaway uh, for for three days. So we went to St. Catharines by near near Niagara Falls, and yeah, we started not feeling so well during that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then what happened? Well, then what happened was Tuesday came around, and by Tuesday, yes. I had like a sore throat. And I don't think I ever really got like a fever, maybe a very, very mild fever, either that Mm -hmm. night or the following night. And this whole time since Sunday in our group, nobody has messaged anything whatsoever. No one has symptoms. Yeah, no one's saying anything. And then like Tuesday afternoon comes around and I'm just like, um, I'm feeling a bit (laughs) sick. Like, how's everyone doing? Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. literally, well, maybe I'm exaggerating, but like half the people who went on this trip are like, I'm sick. And I'm like, how come no one said anything? <laughs> so I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like it warranted telling the group because both my girlfriend and I tested negative oh, okay. on okay. the Rapogen test. So yeah. I was like, oh, maybe it's cold. Yeah. I mean, we're going to go do our weekend thing and just like hang out yeah. at an Airbnb. And so... Yeah, you messaged that. Um, I was kind of just gaming at the... What was I doing? Actually, no, I wasn't gaming. I was just chilling at the Airbnb. And then he's like, oh... Oh, wait, I'm about to bleep her name. I don't know. Yeah, and um, she was like... She was like, oh, Alex, uh, Jason wants you to do another antigen 
uh, rapid test just just in case you know <laughs> yeah just like, just for insurance sake yeah we've we've had like and we did some uh antigen tests at the cottage right before leaving too yeah and we were also negative two of our friends yeah so this is coming up to four negative tests in a row and i'm like oh okay sure what the hey i mean do another test it'll come back negative and i'll be like i told you so oh, i do <laughs> please you were like you were like coughing. Oh you had a fever you were like fatigued oh, i'm like okay he clearly has it like what is he talking was, about so i just had a sore throat and some slight coughing okay whereas my girlfriend had a decent amount of coughing okay but less of a sore throat so i was like oh i mean that's I've, quite clear i think I mean, to be honest, it wasn't that bad. I did not feel fatigued at all. Oh, like okay. the only oh, time okay. I did feel fatigued was the morning that um, I wasn't feeling well. But after like waking okay. up and just yeah. walking around for, for 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. fine. I just have a sore throat and I cough a little. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I do this rapid gen antigen, I rapid antigen test and it comes positive. <laughs> Oh, so uh, we, uh, I, I send the picture of the the test result in our in our group chat. It looks like I'm pregnant. There's you know, it looks lines. like a pregnancy test, right? Yeah. And I'm just like I'm prego. I I got the covids, and then not the covids, and then all hell broke loose <laughs> in our friend group. <laughs> so four of us at the end of the day were not feeling well. Yes, and. The four of us were all sitting in a car with one more person that was feeling fine. Yeah. And we suspect that because that one guy that didn't get sick actually got COVID pre-vaccine. He has like, he has some badass antibodies. <laughs> and he's, he's just like, yo, screw that COVID. I'm good. And so basically one of the two cars that went to the cottage, that drove up to the cottage, ended up getting COVID. Indeed. Indeed. And what happened after? I I kind of remember because like I had to I had to call everyone. I had to like email my HR. I had to like call my family because oh. I wasn't home. All this stuff. I I like put on a mask. I walked oh, downstairs. Yeah. And I was like, mom, so, someone tested positive. And then she's like, well, there goes Christmas. <laughs> Look what you've done. <laughs> yeah, that's actually like, very what? true. Um. Yeah, I feel like Christmas was sort of on its deathbed anyways before that, but I just sort of yeah. axed it all together. I mean, Christmas and New Year's, at least yeah. for me. Yeah. I spent it in a basement. Yep, yep. Christmas in a hotel, New Year's in a basement. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and then what happened was my brother like took out these N95s. He, oh. like, he like threw one at me, gave everyone an N95. He was like, open your window. So I had to like leave my window open a crack. Yeah. And then he yeah. takes out this like industrial sized fan. I think for like ventilating rooms when you're painting or something. Oh yeah. It's like a big box fan. Yeah. Big box fan. Yeah. yeah. And he points it at my room <laughs> and he's like, okay, so you're going to be in here. And that fan was blowing for like days straight <laughs> because they didn't want any of the air in my room to leave the if room you, if you weren't feeling sick you definitely feel sick with the window <laughs> open and a fan pointed at you <laughs> well surprisingly the room doesn't get that cold even though it's like minus 10 outside because oh, there's no cold air coming in it's only leaving your house oh okay, okay. so your room actually doesn't gotcha. get that cold with the window open but mm. it's it's like the the 
um, dispersion of hot and cold air, isn't it? Or the fan is so strong. The fan was so it just, strong, it just pushed the air out, I think. Shit, you're in like a jet engine or something. Yeah, I was like, this had this giant fan outside my room. Um, and that was my life for at least like 10 days. I was just yeah. in there, never so, left. So this was December 22nd, maybe? Second or so. Yeah. And um, COVID cases in Toronto had really skyrocketed to this point. I think Omicron came with me from Singapore <laughs> to... Actually, Singapore didn't even have that many cases. They had like 20 cases. Yeah. Um, but basically, PCR tests were booked to the max, to the brim. Yeah, you could not get one for like two weeks if you were looking at that time. Yeah. yeah. And so out of the four four of us that weren't feeling well, um, one of us was able to book a PCR test uh, the next day. And then... The three of us, basically, Jason, me, and my girlfriend, we were like, we're fucked. How do we get a PCR test? I'm refreshing this page. Nothing is happening. And then the clutchest of clutches, our pharmacist friend, who, who also came to the cottage, was like, actually, does this, does this violate any laws? I don't think it violates laws. It certainly brings into question privilege Some, like, and ethics. <laughs> maybe, stuff. maybe ethics. Yeah. So she was basically like, hey, sign up on my pharmacist thing and I'll just slot you in somehow. Um, hey. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll run this by her before seeing it in the podcast. Straight up um, privilege. Yeah. Straight up privilege. So thank you. God, we were able to get a PCR test. Really? I, before, I, don't, I don't. What was the point? I knew we knew we were positive. I mean, the antigen was positive. It was quite clear. I, I know, but like, it just makes it easier to be sure of things. Oh, okay. Right? I was, I was yeah. sure. I mean, and even then, some some countries allow a old positive PCR yeah. instead of a negative PCR for entry to that country. So. I mean, it's it's another, yeah, insurance thing. Really, not in Asia, not in Asia. Yeah, which we'll cover okay. soon. Okay, slash eventually. Um, so yeah, we were able to get a PCR test. Um, we do it the next day, and because I don't want to infect my mom, my girlfriend doesn't want to infect her grandma and her mom. Yeah, we end up renting a hotel. Oh for about yes, the story. Seven days straight, eight days straight. <laughs> <clears throat> and this is following up on an Airbnb where we basically <laughs> stayed inside the entire three days because we weren't sick and we didn't want to go around like coughing around the, the, the city. And so, yeah, hotel, kind of expensive. Um, oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Shit, man. And oh, no. Your wallet. <laughs> yeah, my wallet. But something that was insanely, I, I'm so thankful for if my aunts and uncles are listening is that. They sent me a shit ton of Uber Eats credits and I was like, yes, <laughs> because I mean, when you're in a hotel, it doesn't make sense to have your family members drop off food. So we ordered out basically every single day. Yeah, you so have to. Two meals a day with like Uber's stupid fees. Yeah. It's kind of expensive, of course. Um, but it was more or less covered by my aunts and uncles. Aww, Thank you so much. That's so nice. Um, yeah. Where, where are we in the timeline? How, how how was your isolation at home? Um, so I pretty much just like stayed in my room. I did not leave besides like taking showers. Um, I was very and lucky. Peeing. Huh? And peeing and pooing. 
sure yes um <laughs> okay <laughs> nope those are my room uh, nice nice um it was i was very lucky because i was at home with my parents so like they would just cook dinner or lunch or anything and i would just get like a meal brought up to my room we had like a table at the end of the hall like, yeah between my room and the stairs yeah and my mom would basically just like put the food on there and leave <laughs> then i would come out like pick up the food eat it and then put it back and then she would come with like gloves and like <laughs> come back yeah. and then just, like sterilize it um <laughs> afterwards yeah it, it was actually like quite comfortable to be living like that um the only little scary thing i had was that i lost my sense of taste for a few days oh yeah yeah i was sort of scared at that point because when did that happen because my girlfriend and i did not have that symptom at all hence you know we didn't think we had covid still yeah um it happened maybe uh, it certainly happened like after i started feeling like the worst of the sickness so yeah if it started on tuesday I yeah. felt like sick Tuesday, Wednesday. And then by Thursday, I was like, oh, this thing's sort of getting better. Like I'm recovering. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, it's like the only thing I have left is like a stuffy nose. Yeah. But then I started losing the sense of taste at that oh my time. God. After feeling better. Um, yeah. I think I, at one point I lost up to maybe like 90% of it. Wow. Where, where it so was everything like, was just bland. Well, it's not bland because you can still taste <clears throat> the five whatever the senses or taste you can still taste if it's sweet salty sour bitter bitter savory mommy yeah okay um but you can't actually taste the flavor if that makes any sense i don't know what that means okay well i guess like plug your nose and eat like a steak you could tell you have like the texture of the steak you have the saltiness on the steak but you can't yeah. taste the steak and that was like what it was like um, it was interesting because, like, I had to. If I could, like, really concentrate, I don't know if this is making any sense on, like, what I was eating. Sometimes the flavor would sort of just, like, come through for, like, a brief second. You, and I'd be you like, focused oh. your chakra on your mouth. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like okay, stupid I'm like, like that. focus all my energy on tasting this food. And I would taste it for, like, a second and then it would disappear again. It was weird. You willed, you willed the COVID away <laughs> from your tongue. <laughs> But I, I, it almost felt like I was like connecting things in my brain together so like a taste deck and then I would lose it again. Um, so was that torturous, you would say? Like basically being forced to shovel food and I mean, not shovel, like eat food and not really taste much. Uh, I mean, it sucked, <coughs> but more than just how much it sucked, it was the fear that I would never get it back because you hear those cases, mm. right? Where it's like six Lost months weeks. later, two years yeah. later. Yeah still can't taste so i was scared like super scared of that um but then by maybe a two or three days later it sort of came back 50 percent, and then mm. it came back i was like oh i can taste everything again so within within like 10 days it was gone and came back already yeah yeah it was all gone okay. and came back yeah okay that was weird that was certainly very weird how about how about being stuck in a room because what's funny is i was editing podcast episode 32 which was long overdue it's january 15th today um <laughs> but but we were saying like oh how would it feel to to be stuck in a room with you know your significant other or oh, by we yourself said that. Like, we said that we said that <laughs> so how was being stuck in a room by yourself 
it is it sad to say it wasn't that bad <laughs> felt just like any other day. <laughs> I'm lonely. What's Wait a new? <laughs> Am I in Tokyo? <laughs> I I think what the thing is like I I think we can conclude that like I honestly do not mind just being in the room alone at all, but mm-hmm. what sucked about it was like, you know, I'm on a trip. My time here is very limited. I came yeah. back to see my family and my friends, and here I am spending my week off. Locked in my room by myself. That was sort of the more pain- with a fan. <laughs> with a fan blowing at me. That was like the more painful part of it than being alone in a room. That I didn't really mind. It was just like I'm wasting my time here. It's so sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, on the other hand, was stuck in a hotel with my my girlfriend. Yeah. And how'd that go? <clears throat> it got a little boring near the end. <laughs> I can imagine. Not gonna lie. I mean, it's like. It's not even because the part part of the issue is that we're stuck in one room, right? Yeah. We're not stuck in a, a a house. Yeah. If you or at like least an apartment. If you at least had like a a wall that could go between you every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. I have been there. Actually, maybe I feel lonely. I don't know. My girlfriend slept for like sixteen hours every single day. <laughs> I would because because we're updating our friends on like our, our our status, how we're doing. Yeah. And usually by like three p.m. right after lunch, I'm like, all right, my girlfriend's asleep, and then she like wakes up for dinner. <laughs> and, and I'm alone for the majority of the day. Oh um, my god. Yeah, it was okay. Some, I don't know. Some tips if you're ever stuck in a room. Okay. Bring a kettle, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, Kettles are helpful. If, yeah. if like, it was so inconvenient because what we had to do was we used this coffee machine to make <laughs> hot water, basically. <laughs> okay. And the thing is, the hot water is like, I don't know, the coffee machine's kind of gross. Yeah. And it- so I, like, cut up one of my surgical masks and I, like, filtered out the water that was coming out of the coffee machine. What the frick? I can see we were why putting, though. It must have like a little coffee flavor from. Yeah, the and coffee. it was like set. Like we ran it like five times with nothing in it, but there was like I don't know, still a little weird, and so we just <laughs> filtered it. And then I drank out of the same plastic cup for like <laughs> seven days, and by the end, actually, it was a paper cup. And by by the end, the seam of the paper cup was basically breaking apart. Ew. And yeah, bring a cup. Bring a thermos, bring a kettle, because mm. a coffee machine is not the way. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. It's not meant for boiling water. Yeah. I don't know. Another thing I noticed while being stuck in a hotel for so long was that you generate so much garbage oh, by yeah. eating takeout every single day. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And especially because during COVID, people's or like restaurants' um, takeaway containers are much nicer, well-built, bigger. You just generate so much garbage. Yeah. How do you throw it out? We just left it at the door. Okay. And then um, Someone takes it. Yeah, someone takes it. Someone kind of... It's funny because we put out our garbage once and then we had uh, someone, our, our Uber Eats, deliver food. And so I opened my door and there's two bags of food and I was like, did they fuck up? So I bring both bags in okay. and one of them is our garbage that <laughs> I like reopened. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, uh, oh I put this. I, I tied this it back up, wrecked. put it outside. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> uh, I have one I'm question. How, did, did you tell the hotel that you had COVID? So 
we told the hotel that we were waiting for our PCR results. Okay. Uh, basically, we did our PCR and then we checked into the hotel. And we only booked the hotel for about three days. Yeah. Because that's how long the PCR should take to come back. Yeah. Um, we told them that. And then we ended up extending our stay by another four days or something. <laughs> and I think they got the clue. Like we yeah. didn't say uh, anything else. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't feel guilty by not telling anyone okay. that I wasn't feeling well. Yeah. But I was I was actually curious because um I'm sure some hotels have it in their policy that like, oh, we don't accept COVID positive uh, oh, uh yeah, perhaps people I could see that. Probably. And so I was just like how do I call the hotel like asking, <laughs> hey, I might have COVID. Can I can I check in? And so what I ended up doing is that I called the same hotel but a different branch. And I gave oh. them the exact same question. Okay. So Smart. like let's say you're staying at a like a holiday inn. Yeah. Just call a different holiday inn and be like, You guys hey, take COVID, COVID positive people. Yeah. Yeah. That way, like when you check in, they're not like, you have COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Or like it's, it's safe to tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh. Um, what else? <clears throat> what happened afterwards? Um, how's your New Year's? Or like, how's your Christmas? What did you do? My Christmas, I spent in my room. Nice. Um, my parents like dropped off very nice Christmas meal at my door. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I couldn't taste it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so sad. Yeah, I know. Your brother comes up, he's like, I bought you a present, opens up another fan. <laughs> uh, that was Christmas. That was like the majority of the week before New Year's. Um, the mm, 10 days yeah. would have marked around like the 30th, 31st. Yeah, yeah. New Year's didn't really do that much, just like counted down from my room. like With our friends, yeah. Yeah, and then... Went to bed. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, like after New Year's, um, work was just busy at that time because we had to close year-end financial stuff. And then... Close the books. Close the books. And then uh, had to come back here. And that was another struggle. <laughs> Wait, so you were you were working right after New Year's? Yeah. like Before right you even came back to Tokyo? Yeah. That week as oh. well. Yeah. Oh, I see. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my New Year's and stuff was about the same. Um, <laughs> only difference is that we were playing a lot of <laughs> games on my girlfriend's laptop. Um, yeah, that was a nice way to pass the time because I didn't have work. I had oh, yeah. nothing to do. Yeah. So I would do. like go on YouTube. I'd be like, okay, I watched all my <laughs> subscriptions. What do I do now? And so I would just game while my girlfriend slept like <laughs> five feet away from me. And I was like, very well. This is this is, this my, is my my fifteen hundred dollar trip back to Canada <laughs> from Singapore. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> when you just think about before you go back, what you envision, it's like actually, so I talked about this briefly with you, but before I went back, the way I envisioned the trip was like so different than how it turned out. Mm. So like what I was doing every day in Tokyo was going to the office for work. Oh yeah, the office is open. Yeah, at least it was before it closed again here. Um, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, just yeah. did. Um, so what that would mean was like every day 
wearing a different mask, I'd throw it out in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Putting on contacts to go to the office, working from there, and whatever, going home. So before I left Tokyo, I imagined like I'll just be doing the same thing in Canada. I'll like just live at home every day. I'll probably like go to some cafe, work from there, and then come mm-hmm. home. So I was even thinking of like renting a car for the month. I like oh br- wow. I brought like sixty pairs of contacts, sixty masks to come back mm-hmm. uh, with. And then the way it turned out is I spent ninety percent of my days in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I think I used like seven of the masks that I brought. I see. Well, prior prior to the cottage, were you going to cafes and, and, and working or what the happened? The very first week I got back, I did like every day. Oh, okay. And then it sort of just stopped. Yeah. Do you not feel like it stopped just because you might as well stay home and like eat with your family, that kind of thing? That too. That's like, kind I, of what I expected. Yeah, that that too. Like I, I also was able to work surprisingly well in my room at home. I don't know if mm. it's just because like, oh, this is where I grew up. And I grew up like studying here a lot, working. Pavlovian <laughs> response. Yeah, like this know. is like my focus area. So I was able to work better than I thought yeah. at home. Um, But yeah, like I didn't go out very much <laughs> yeah i mean our group of friends is the only group of friends that i saw while in toronto oh, thank god whereas i have probably like two more groups of friends that i hang out with did uh, you have pretty... plans to see them before yeah yeah my my, my plans were to, were to see them right after new year's oh okay. and um i was kind of and, and i feel bad because i didn't see my aunts and uncles. Um, Basically, I missed the Christmas dinner that uh, I was supposed to go to and bring my girlfriend to. But that that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My expectations were very different for this trip too. Um, (laughs) Because out of a 28-day trip, right? I spent 15... Oh, wait. wait, let, let, Let me finish my story about isolation. Okay. So hotel about seven or eight days girlfriend's basement for another two nights okay and then my brother calls me he's yeah. like alex i'm living with mom now i don't want you to come back because i have to go back to singapore no matter what um on, on the 8th or whatever yeah and if i test positive for pcr i'm fucked so like against all odds i don't want you home until i do my pcr test okay so i'm like okay so i stay another three days in my girlfriend's basement and basically I've been in Canada for 28 days. My brother's been in Canada for like 20 days. The three of us hung out for a day and a half. <laughs> like out of the entire thing, that's all we saw each other. Because oh. um, my, my my brother was living with his um, his dad's side for a few weeks uh, okay. before okay. living with my mom. But yeah, it did not work out very well. That's not a good way see, to put it. Yeah. It's kind of like a, I, what's it called? Like you get what you wished for. Cause I was always complaining. I hadn't seen my girlfriend for like two years basically. And then <laughs> here I am stuck in a single room for like 15 days uh, with her. So yeah, out of, out of the 28 days, about 15 to 16 of the days were quarantined. Yep. That sounds about right. 10 days left. Three days were at the cottage. I yep. saw my family like twice. Yep. <sighs> sums it up not what we imagined yeah so my question to you is how did it feel to get covid 
as in not the symptoms, but telling your friends kind of the social aspect? Did you feel shame, guilt? Did your did your family guilt you? I'm I'm projecting right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um of my friends, like a good amount that live in the States especially have already gotten COVID. They've gotten it like three times already. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Some people have gotten it multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Um well first I'll just say that like after getting it for myself personally and like the symptoms I experienced, um, I, uh, I just felt like it was so mild. Like it was like a sore throat, mild, mild mm. fever. If I even had one, um, fatigue and that was it. And it just, it just made me feel like, I don't know, this whole thing is sort of absurd at least like I'm vaccinated. Oh. What else are we going to do? This is no no less than a flu. No more than a flu, sorry. M- might um, as well give it to everyone, kind of. Like, <laughs> well, not, not, not that, okay, but... Putting words in my mouth. Being a COVID. But just, like, maybe this whole... Like, this whole thing, just with the Omicron, at least, feels a bit overblown. Yeah. Um, Telling my parents... Oof. There was, like, this initial moment of, like... Like, oh, why'd you have to do this? You ruined Christmas. Why'd you go to the cottage? Yeah, why'd you do this to us? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, and like my mom even said before I went on that trip, like, oh, are you sure you want to go? What if someone, whatever, what if it yeah. happens? And, I, but like what I said to her was like, I didn't come back to sit in my room for three weeks, even though that's what, that's what I ended up doing. <laughs> 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 it was a untold prophecy. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I essentially said like I didn't come back to just like live in a cage and not do anything. Yeah. So like I understand that there's a risk in going, but that yeah. is a risk that I have not I can accept. And if it does happen and it did happen, then I have to like bear the consequence of taking that risk. And that's essentially what happened. Yeah. Um, being stuck in my room for two weeks. But yeah, I, I think after that mm-hmm. initial day of telling them, though, they're like, okay, like this, this stuff happens. And the cases were just going up like crazy. To, it was getting to the point oh, where yeah. like it's impossible to not know someone who got it like yeah, that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I just feel like. I, I, I have the exact same feeling, right? Like I didn't come back to sit in my room for 24 hours a day. I came back to get COVID. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, so, so this is, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's damning me on this podcast, but my mom is unfortunately unvaccinated. So she is, uh, what's this susceptible? No. What's the word? vulnerable vulnerable yeah Yeah. so she's the vulnerable person and then my girlfriend's grandma who 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 she lives with is also uh sorry is it's just old right like (laughs) just straight up old (laughs) (laughs) sorry it it sounded like i was gonna say she's unvaxxed but no her grandma's vaxxed and fine but it's uh it's so annoying because because i am living with someone that is vulnerable Bearing yeah. the consequences isn't such a reasonable thing to do yeah. because 
the consequences extend beyond myself, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, my mom also said like, oh, why'd you have to go to the cottage? Yeah, and then right? my girlfriend on the phone, her mom was like, why'd you have to go to the cottage? <laughs> like everyone's saying that. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't know, cottage was still really fun. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it's not nice that we got COVID, but I mean, but, those but, are friends yeah. that really matter to me. Yeah. And I, I mean- the thing is, like, none of us want to get COVID. It's like, I don't know about you, but at, at least like first generation immigration, immig- like immigrant parents, they're, they they make it seem like that's that's your plan. This is what you wanted. Like, I didn't want to get COVID and, and have all these things happen to me. Yeah. I and what I try to like explain is that I I did my best to to take proper precautions. That's why I brought so many rapid gen tests. My plan was that I would go out on some occasions to see friends. And my plan was to, uh, to do a rapid antigen test every single time I went out because mm-hmm. my mom is vulnerable mm-hmm. because I felt like this was, <clears throat> I felt like it was a risk that I was bringing to her and this was the least I could do mm-hmm. or sorry, no, it was the best that I could do other than mm-hmm. not seeing friends at all. Yeah. 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 It's, it's tough. I think it, it goes back to like, <laughs> You don't want to make the cure worse than the disease. Like, you don't want to just, what, is this it? I'm just going to stay inside for the rest of my life and never see my friends ever again? Like, that, yeah. that can't be the solution either. Um, yeah. yeah, like, there has to be some middle ground, and we did our best, I feel. And stuff just didn't turn out the way that we wanted, ultimately. Yeah. And I don't know, the... <clears throat> I feel like because of COVID, there's so much more guilt in the world and shame in the world that yeah. sometimes when I told people that I got COVID, they're like, oh, do you know who you got it from? And I'm like, that's not the point, dude. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit who gave it to me. Like, that is that is not the point. Like, sure, there, there, there might be like, oh, maybe there's someone that went out more. But that's, yeah. that's, that's beyond the point of it. Like, there's... There's yeah. no blaming when it comes to a pandemic, right? Um, do we break any rules while we were in Toronto? No, we didn't. Um, it's just unfortunate that, you know, another variant came out and kind of fucked us all, but it's just it's just the sad truth. Um, and I don't know. Uh, at least my mm-hmm. immigrant side of the family was was very, like... I told you so kind of thing. Uh, Alex, um, you naughty boy. You fucked <laughs> you, up. You, you were go kissing around and touching yeah. people. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but, but my dad and my, my aunts and uncles who've been into Canada for like 99% of the, the, their life, yeah. they're pretty, I don't know, accepting, very understanding, you know. Yeah. Um, and didn't throw around the blame. Yeah. Oh word much yeah it's it's interesting because well for one when someone gets a cold or a flu there's no sense of shame per se that like oh you did something wrong like what's wrong with you sort of thing it's like oh like that's just part of life and sometimes life means you get sick yeah yeah the other thing is i i do think like everyone was quite um can be sort of blamed for this, but at the beginning of COVID, if you ever did hear someone get getting 
yeah. getting it. You were, yeah. I think everyone sort of like tagged up and they're like, oh, it's because blah, blah, blah goes out you to parties. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of thing. But like thinking now from today's perspective, mm-hmm. if we can't have that attitude prevail on forever because there's going to come a day when everyone gets COVID in some form, whether we're still calling it COVID or not. Yeah. Um, and like, it doesn't make any sense to shame people or just getting sick. That's just part of life. Yeah. I definitely feel like um, getting COVID was pretty eye opening in the sense because I agree that when Singapore had a few cases, it was very easy to be like, oh, these 30 people, yeah. they fucked up. Yeah, it's like, oh, they all <laughs> went out to this place and because of their irresponsibility, yeah, they got it sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. And that's why it's a eye-opening experience. Like, yeah. I feel I feel <laughs> at peace with COVID. <laughs> but also, I feel impervious now. I'm just like, yo, bring on the world. I can do whatever I want. Yeah, right? Like, I am, I'm over this. That's, it's not getting me anymore. Well, till the next yeah. variant. Yeah. Um, I feel like, unfortunately, I still cough once in a while. Um, uh-oh. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean they, they do say symptoms can't stay for weeks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my minor cough. I'm feeling totally fine. And I test negative on all the tests, but... Some cough still. Sometimes you just cough though, even when you're healthy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our story about getting COVID. But hey, it doesn't end there. Uh, we're going to continue this uh, topic kind of into the next episode and talk about our journey back and oh God. quarantining and isolation and, oh and, and all this jazz. But yeah. We'll see you next time. Uh, You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everything. And yeah, bye. See ya.